Hello and welcome back to the Inner Stoa podcast. This podcast episode is going to be a little different. I'll actually be speaking almost entirely to myself. And I don't really want to mess around too much. I'll pretty much just get right into it. I hope that you get some value out of this. It will be more of a selfish podcast in a sense, but either way, here we go. Don't indulge in your anger. Why is this anger here in the first place? You are mad at these people, these people you were supposed to work with. Work with them. They will work with you. You would not be mad at a child if a child was unreasonable. You'd be forgiving. You would forgive the child. You would have compassion for the child. And you would do your absolute best to guide the child in the right direction. You wouldn't have anger. And certainly you wouldn't indulge in it. Would you? Would you show your anger towards a child? What sort of person would you be by showing your anger towards a child? Would that be a sign of weakness? A sign of strength? What would it be? What will you have now? What do you have to benefit from indulging in your anger? What do you have to benefit from indulging in the emotions that arise from difficult people? Are they really difficult? Is it possible that you don't have the necessary skills yet to deal with such people and is it possible that by practicing you will be able to you would think so pretty much everything else in your life you have practiced and you've gotten better at them you've gotten better at things and you have achieved levels of success that people, or at least levels of success that people have measured. And you've done this through practice. Why do you forget this? Why don't you continue practicing? Why don't you view the things that you should be viewing as opportunities for practice like you should? Should I? Is it really in my nature to actually practice why do you want to get better at these things? Does it make your life easier? Is that what you want? Do you want your life to be easier? I definitely want to be more reasonable. Working with people. Loving people. You say you dislike people. Why is this? As Marcus Aurelius would say, you're the part of the same hands, ears, and feet of the universe. You should be working together. Why don't you? You probably both want the same thing. You're probably both working towards the same objective, or at least your paths don't need to conflict like it seems like they have so much in your past and well, not in the present. 
work with these people. Continue moving forward. Continue moving closer. Non-sage or sage. By indulging in your emotions, you'll forget to ground your actions in virtue. We've discussed this. We've read about it. We've agreed that it's what you should do. Yet your actions don't speak so. You continue to do what is convenient, not what is necessary. You are virtuous when it coincides with what it is that you want, not what you need or should do. There's a gap between your morality and this desire for some sort of greatness, some sort of achievement. There's a gap between the two. Why does this gap exist? Why don't you become a Stoic? Why don't you bridge this gap? Why not commit? Why not keep stepping forward one at a time? Practice. Keep practicing. Try and stay in the present moment. Try to remember why it is that you do these things. Try to remember the principles that you preach. You do preach them. You do preach them. Live by them. We all know people who preach but don't live. We all know people who talk but don't walk. You don't like these people. Don't become one of them. Teach these people, guide these people by living. Become a better person. Become more virtuous. Your problems that you think exists, exist, have gone away the more virtuous you've become. You know this. You've become more honest. I'll give you that. You have been. You've been trying. You've been telling the truth more often than not. But not always. Why not? Where is this gap? Why is there a gap between what you preach and what you do? But no one knows. Only you do. No one knows when you lie. Well, they probably do. But there's those moments where you know that no one will know. Or at least maybe we all live in this world where we all just say, ah, I'll let this one go. Similar to when you knock on someone's door and they say to you every excuse in the book of why it is they can't talk this exact moment. They don't know why you're there. They don't actually have food on the stove. Maybe they do. It's not urgent. We've all cooked food. 
we know that you can walk away from your food for more than a minute. There's no, there's no need to lie, but we do. And we live in this world where all of us allow it. Why? Why is there this gap? Sure, you have your stoic moments, but you don't let them pass. A tree doesn't jump off the ground every time it has a harvest. It just keeps growing. Why do you want to cheer? Why do you care so much about recognition? Public recognition. Is it really some moderately shiny plaques that you desire? You wish to distill your entire year's work down to one maybe five-minute experience of accepting some awards in front of a bunch of people you don't know? To, to what? To signify that you're something that you're not? Why does this matter to you? Why do you do this? You force what you can't control. Well, the client needs to pay now. Well, the client will do what they do. Your employee needs to do this. Well, your employee will do what they do. Incentivize. Lead. Lead yourself. You're hard on yourself. It's never good enough. It's one step at a time. One step at a time. You move closer, yet you keep moving the end goal. You get better, but you raise the stakes. At what point are you sage? Well, non-sage or sage. It's like Seneca says, a man who walks around denouncing the fallacies of others, that which he is just as prone to committing, is a walking billboard of the uselessness of his study. Your studies have been broad. You still denounce others. Why is this? Does it make you feel better to lower other people such that you seem higher? When the water rises, so does everyone else's boats. Raise the water level. Build your own boat. You've read many books, but how many of you returned to? How many of you reread? How many of you reread? How many books have you said that you've read but you haven't? How many actions, for that matter, have you said? you've done, but you haven't.
consider the value of something that you say you've done, but you haven't. The value is in the idea. And, and the value is behind that people believe this idea that something has happened that hasn't. If they believe it and you believe it, is there really value? Is there really an argument for this? Is there really an argument for the promotion of living in a world that isn't true? Drawing people from the present to the future on speculation. Drawing people to the past on stories. Bringing up people's anxieties of the future on what may be and what may not be. Heck, drawing yourself to the future, creating stress. Why do you live so much in the future? Something you can't control. No one knows the future, nor do you. Sage or non-sage, you don't know. Of course it'd be nice to know. You've lived the past, and you still don't know that. There's sure no chance of you knowing the future. Probability is something to consider. Based on previous events, based on the credibility you have with yourself, that's grounded in objectivity, not subjectivity. You could make reasonable predictions towards the future. I'm reasonably certain that tomorrow morning I will brush my teeth. And I'm reasonably certain that tonight, before I go to bed, I will brush my teeth. Because I've done those in the past. At what point did the, does the future probabilities, probability of events change? At what point does a liar become an honest man? At what point does a thief become a man of integrity? At what point does a drug addict become sober? At what point does a lazy man become a hardworking man? At what point did you become you? And at what point will you become the next person you will be? Is it each moment? Is it each day? Why is it that you changed but others didn't? Why is it that you moved forward? Did you move forward? It seems so. Consider those that you've left behind. Consider where they are now. Where are they? You don't know their existence. Do they think about you as much as you think about them? Are they as happy for your success as you are sad for their current state.
why is it that you chose to make the decisions you made and why didn't they well they did make choices I suppose it's interesting reflecting on and what loosely happened. Of course, there's stories that you tell yourself of, of previous events, and there's, well, there's at least a certain level of truth to them. It's not like they've made been entirely made up. When you tell a story from the past, of course, there's something there that, that you're basing it on. There's some sort of vague image. Like I can tell the story of, let's say, um, my friend Thomas when I was younger. And we played baseball in his backyard. And we would hit the balls across the fence into the neighbor's yard, and we would climb over the fence and grab the balls. That's just something that happened. But how many times? I don't know. How far was it to the fence? I don't know. What are the details that you remember? It's fun to fill them in. It's fun to tell stories of what happened and fill in the minor details with absolute certainty, but knowing realistically that there is no certainty. It's equally easy to indulge in these elaborate stories, these elaborate ideas of what could happen in the future when how many times have you really guessed the future how many times have you predicted how many times have you said this will happen and it didn't how many times did you say that blank was going to happen and it did and you beat yourself up for not taking x action was it exactly what you had said it was going to be was it exactly as someone else said it was going to be was it as bad as you thought it was going to be was it as good as you thought it was going to be It's interesting that you keep trying to live in this in this space in the future in this realm where you have no power and you have no control you have this this presence this state of mind that you can be in in the present where you have essentially the utmost control of your mind you can live within and view the world from your fortress and be protected but instead, you leave your castle, you leave your citadel, and you enter the realm of uncertainty and of no control, where you have no, no right to do anything. It's interesting that you also relinquish all power of your mind over to others. You allow them to influence you. Relinquish is a key word relinquish pass over of power giving up indulging I think there'll be enough for now it's my first time sort of speaking my mind like that 
and it will be interesting to, well, see maybe if I do this again. I did enjoy it though. So I hope that you got something out of that. I certainly think I did. It's always good to speak your mind and get things out. And that's the point of this podcast. The inner stoa. A stoa is somewhere that people would get together and discuss philosophy, stoic philosophy. And I believe that we all have this sense of an inner stoa where we discuss our lives within ourselves, your mind, you're in your head. It's constantly going and you're always thinking about things and you're always talking about things, but you're the one who's listening. Or at least, I guess so, you're the, you're the one listening. Who's listening to this? And it's good to get things out. It's good to speak them. And I guess I'm fortunate that it's no longer shunned upon to just speak into a mic and see who listens <laughs> before that you would call that person crazy. Now you call it podcasting. So that's, uh, that's good. And I think that more people should. Obviously, I'm an advocate of Stoic philosophy because it's helped me so much. And I hope that you can see some of the flavor of the philosophy in the way that I think and the way that I speak about things. I hope you can see the passion in my voice and I hope that you can see the knowledge of the Stoics. Farewell.